Hey, welcome back to another episode of Amen, Brother Ben. You're listening to the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. We are, speaking of Jesus, he is one of what's called the Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, making up one co-equal, co-eternal God. And we've been kind of getting down into the specifics of each part of the Trinity. And uh, today, I want to talk about what it really means to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. Have you ever heard of that that phrase, getting baptized in the Holy Spirit? I remember one of the t- one of the moments where I was well, the first time I heard of it because I grew up very Baptist, very Methodist. Um, a lot of the a lot of my church background was the less spirit filled, I guess we could say. I mean, I don't. Again, the, there's different strokes for different folks and different denominations concentrate more on one thing or another. Um, but I remember there were some more Pentecostal leaning. Um, if you've ever been to a Pentecostal church or church of God or some of these other denominations that they, they make the Holy spirit a pretty big deal. And as it should be, of course they all are a big deal though. That's the point. Um, but they talked to him out. Have you been baptized? They looked at me knowing I was, somewhat of a church leader at the time I was a youth pastor. And they said, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? I was like, wait, what is, what is that now? Because I've been baptized, right? I've been dunked thoroughly. And um, I I'd never heard of this idea of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And there are probably some of you listening that may have heard that and like me didn't really know what it was but according to a lot of pentecostal traditions and other quote spirit filled uh, spirit focused traditions of christianity um they want to make a they, there's a separate type of filling of the holy spirit that they believe happens um there's really not a method to um how to get you there it's like the right you have to lather up the right amount of something, right? Praying over it, speaking it, whatever. And all of a sudden you are baptized into the Holy Spirit. And a lot of them believe that is something different than water baptism. And uh, it comes to, you can be a believer, but not be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want to look at what the Bible says about that. Because again, the the Holy Spirit is not just a an, an upgraded interaction to Christians, Right, it's not like well, you know the Father and the Son, but you don't know the Holy Spirit, um, because again, everything. I'm not concerned with what a tradition has. I'm not concerned with what I would reckon or or logicize would be baptizing in the Holy Spirit. I, I want to know what the Word of God says, because as I said on Sunday, uh, if the Holy Spirit and the Son and the Father are all equally God then they will not contradict each other right they are always going to they are always perfectly harmonious and so the word of god and the spirit of god aren't going to aren't going to diverge right the the son is not going to get in disagreement with the father and yet you have these depending on your denomination or tradition some people are all about the father all about jesus uh, or they're all about the holy spirit but they all deserve the same uh, respect, respect, adoration, worship, because they're all equally God. 
But I go back to scripture because, again, some of you are wondering, what, what even is that? And am I missing out on something if I'm not baptized in the Holy Spirit? Am I, like, not leveling up? Am I, is there, do I need to have a, a, a certain amount of prayer time logged? Do I need to get to a certain point in my Bible reading? Do I have to do good tasks to, you know, unlock the, uh, the upgrades, as it were? Um, but that is, is not at all what the baptism of the Holy Spirit means, at least biblically. Um, in, in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, uh, Paul shares with us this. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free, but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. You see, at the moment of your salvation, and this is biblically backed up, at the moment of your salvation, the Holy Spirit of God uh, sort of makes its home in your soul, right? It, it indwells, it it comes upon you, um, and the Holy Spirit of God is now living in you. Jesus himself is, I know we say Jesus come live in my heart, but that's not the part of the Godhead that that comes and interacts. Um, as I talked about it in my sermon Sunday, Jesus communicates to us through the Holy Spirit. So that's the side of God that is really us facing right now. The Father is in heaven, holy and unapproachable. The Son is at his right hand, advocating for us, you know, arguing for us and 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 will rule and reign. But the Holy Spirit is what takes that message to us. Jesus tells that to his disciples. He says, the Holy Spirit's going to receive things from me. I'm going to tell the Holy Spirit things that it's going to tell you. So God the Father hasn't told you a whole lot. Jesus hasn't told you. It's that Holy Spirit that's talking to you and telling you. It's from God. It's from the Holy Spirit. Again, splitting some hairs here. But we have all, at the moment of salvation, if you have been saved, that's why it's it's not salvation is not uh, something you keep up, right? It's not something that you um, you have to to lather up and and work up. You know, your salvation is a grace gift from God. And so when when that eternal transaction happens, when you are convicted of your sin, uh, repentant of that sin, and faithful in Jesus and his work on the cross and, and resurrection, and you put your faith in that and you ask for his forgiveness and you cry out to him, whether it's a prayer on Sunday morning, whether it's sitting alone at your kitchen table, whether it's in your closet, whether it's driving to work one day, wherever that exchange happens, the Holy Spirit comes and to, be, to become a part of your life. And so that's when the baptism of the Holy Spirit happens. Now, can you be more, can the Holy Spirit be more active in you at certain times? Absolutely. There may be moments and specific tasks that God has for you to have an extra filling of the Holy Spirit. Um, our, our obedience and our disobedience to the, the, the laws and the, you know, the edicts of God, um, how sinful we are versus how righteous we're acting, that can affect how much the Holy Spirit is active and, and palpable to us, right? If you, are, if you spend your whole day sinning, and choosing selfishness, you quench the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit says, you're not letting me out. I'm here, but you're not letting me out. But when you are in consistent prayer, when you're full of the word of God, when you are serving on behalf of God, when you're asking for it, then that Holy Spirit comes out and overflows. And so there are certain situations like in John 20, where Jesus is sending his disciples out for certain, for, for, 
missions for going out and and winning the lost and and he he says uh, he says, peace be with you. As the father has sent me, I'm sending you. Verse 22 of John 20, it says, and then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So he is, he is basically activating them some, some special mojo to go make it happen. Um, and Acts 2.4, you see that. It says all of the, the believers in Acts 2.4 were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. This is, again, where certain churches say, well, if you're saved and full of the Holy Spirit, you're going to speak in tongues. Again, we see in other parts of the New Testament that that's not true, that not everybody gets the gift to speak in tongues. And actually, there are, this is a side note here, but certain translations of Acts 2-4, instead of, says, instead of saying speaking in tongues, it says speaking in other languages. That the, the Pentecostal fire that happened in Acts 2 gave believers the ability to speak in other languages so that they could take the gospel to other nations. It wasn't just so they could go and like have a prayer language, which again, I, I think is, it seems to me as a thing, but the Holy spirit uh, gives you the ability to speak in tongues for a reason, not just so that you can be personally edified, but so that others can be. That's a whole other topic for a whole other day, though. But it can, that's a specific extra filling of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 4, uh, same thing. Peter uh, was also, uh, it says in verse 8, filled with the Holy Spirit, started to preach to them. And he goes into to what he said, but it basically... Peter got got caught the Holy Ghost and got on got on some some other stuff and began to really shuck the corn as as the old Baptist would say right he really begins to preach at these people because he was filled with the Holy Spirit with the task to preach the gospel and so that's what it means that you can you you are full if you are a believer you have the Holy Spirit in you and sometimes you need that extra little dose let out of you right the Holy Spirit doesn't very except in how much you let it out. Um, one of the texts that that people kind of get wrong about the Holy Spirit that they may use if you're ever talking to somebody about this is uh, when Paul is in Ephesus uh, in chapter 19 of Acts. This is kind of one of the big proof passages that uh, people like to say, well, no, you have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to, to get that special gift or to get your gifts of the Spirit. Um, so what was happening was Paul was talking to the church in Ephesus, uh, and he said, um, he saw some disciples of uh, John the Baptist, and he said, hey, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He's checking their salvation. He's, they, they're wanting to. They seem to be repentant of their sins. But listen, you can be repentant of your sins. You can be sorry for your sins and not be saved because you got to finish that turn right? You got to repent means to turn away and you have to turn to the right thing. So he was checking that repentance. He was like, okay, well, did you get the Holy spirit? And they said, no, we've not ever heard that there is a Holy spirit. So their understanding of God was incomplete at that time. All they knew was we believe in the one that John was making the way for that John, the Baptist was made. He says, he said, what, what type of baptism did you receive? And they said, John's baptism. And Paul says in verse 4 of Acts 19, he says, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, and that is Jesus. And on hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. 
There were about 12 men in all. So this is, again, this is where people say, see, they needed another baptism to get in the spirit. That's not what's happening here. They weren't saved. They didn't know the one true God. They just knew that they needed to repent of their sins. John came in there, said, actually, you're, what you're believing in is, is his name is Jesus. And he's also a part, and here comes the Holy Spirit along with him. So as they were, as they put their faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit came upon them. And so this is not something that you got to stand on one leg and jump around and, you know, get a certain amount of, of excitement and hype for to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. If, you, if you're a believer, it's happened. And now your job is to let that Holy Spirit out, let it overflow in your life, let it lead to righteousness, let it lead to generosity, let it lead to love of God and your neighbor. That's what it's all about. I know I went a little long today, but I want to make sure we got all of this. I'm going to continue on talking about uh, the Trinity next episode. Hope you listen. Uh, AmenBen.com if you need anything. We love you guys. Bye.